Record. Right, there we go. Oh. Week 69, Sam Pensick, Benoit here, filling in for James. Um, podcast time, no grainy intro. Ben, how's it going? Good, good. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, a day late. Um, I know that people have been waiting for it. I kind of like this change it up, you know, different voices every week. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. James, Get a little fla- different flavors every week. James James runs a tight cast, though. He's like a Chris Fowler old school game day. Like, you know, it's just soothing to hear him there. So, mm-hmm. um, so we're going to try a, a slightly different format just to, to tweak things up a little bit. But this will be kind of a trade centric cast. We're going to hit our reviews rapid fire. We're going to hit the questions rapid fire. We're going to hit the the predictions, same as always. Then we're going to focus in the middle. We're going to review a couple old school trades over the last few years, see how they aged. And we will um, talk about trades that we would do for other teams, not involving us. Just kind of give the people a little extra juice to start doing some shit. Yes. Um, Chaos. I love it. Um, (laughs) All right. So let's start. I've got my games pulled up. They're probably in a different order, but for week six, we'll do a quick recap and let's not get too off on digging into the teams quite yet, but I'll just start um, top to bottom. So on my top, I got Bowie Bowl Bowie versus Atlanta Scammers, Sam versus Teddy, a lot of playoff implications. Um, (laughs) Gore was kind of trash. Oh no, I'm at the wrong week. Okay. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think that's the yep. matchup. I got Frontier. I got me and David, and the score is even go. more trash. 165 yes. <laughs> to 77. So yeah. low score and high score, second high score, whatever. Yeah. Um, Mahomes popped off, which helped. If your top scorer is a tight end, you're probably going to have a bad day, unless it's like a three-touchdown night or something. Yeah, and your second and third scores are uh, Two of the Dobbs and Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a tough week for David. To be fair, there were probably some guys on by, but nobody that was really going to make a difference. So, yeah. Um, shocked. I don't think anybody's shocked. No. All right. Next, we've got uh, Civil Development, which is Kevin Bartz against Tyler. Again, yeah. I think David went a little overboard on this one, saying there was a chance 104 to 175. Yeah, the biggest takeaway from this game, I think, is that Kelsey's just never going to slow down, and Jordan Addison might be the best wide receiver off the board in the draft. Yep. I think Justin Jefferson getting hurt shows how good he really was. Um, Yeah, that's what I was telling James yesterday. I was like, he's making it clear that he's going to be, like, an elite receiver now that he has more attention. You look at, I mean, like, how good he was at Pitt and then USC – yeah. Like he he was gonna be good, but I think it's kinda like Devontae Smith, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he's okay in a secondary role, but Kirk Cousins will be gone, who underrated, and Jefferson will be back. Like does yeah. he regress? He's back to like a 45, 50 reception guy, a couple touchdowns. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um but yeah, Tyler High score again. Next, oh, Oh, hell yeah. Next, we've got Teddy and James. Teddy, 139. James, 127. Mm -hmm. Love James, but love Teddy. (laughs) Yeah, this was great. Especially 
after last week's episode where Teddy was talking about how he wanted to root for his team himself, but he didn't think he really had what it took to beat James. Obviously, James got kind of fucked with Bijan basically calling in sick last minute. And then uh, who was it? Um, Deshaun Watson throws a pick and then gets hurt. So he got basically zero yeah. out of two of his premier positions. So kind of unlucky mm-hmm. for him, but... <clears throat> you call that more of a James? I mean, Teddy put up 140. That's great. But yeah. Bijan's I mean, going to get 12 points if he. Yeah, I mean, even with James shit in the bed like that in that matchup, I mean, he still beats. He's like what the fifth highest scoring team without a quarterback. Yeah. Bijan. So it's, I think it's more James getting unlucky, but it was still a good game. I mean, they both scored points. It, 127 still isn't really like shitting the bed, shitting the bed. And if, if Arthur Smith hadn't. <laughs> We got a little Belichick on it and let us know. Like, yeah. he probably would have played what Godwin, Mixon, Michael Thomas. So, Mixon was on by. So, like, uh, somebody that would have made it a lot closer. I don't know if he still would have won, but he, he kind of got bumped. But love it for Teddy. Anything that brings more parody, I'm all for. Right. Yeah. I always want the, the top team to lose. Um, all right. Next. Ooh, the five and two, Billy Mc. Arland Benoit against mm. oh Tom Brady Griffey, which what this is actually <laughs> yeah, like going in here, this had huge implications, and you didn't have a great week. No, you would have lost to basically everybody, basically except everyone Dean, except for yeah Griffey and wow, well, yeah, you were kind of in the middle of the pack, but still lower bad, end, though. lower end, bad week for Griffey. Yeah, he had just too many buys. I mean, Jamar Chase on by Joe Burrow by Adam Thielen, who's been like an elite receiver for fantasy this year, all on by. And then on top of that, he has like he has to start Mims, who did literally nothing. He lost in points. Um, yeah. Instead of who was it last minute that had to was injured? Right, somebody is it DK? Somebody last minute, yeah, DK last minute couldn't play. So DK. He had to play Mims. The team's good. DK Montgomery Roshan. All yep. IR, Burrow, Thielen, Chase, like that shitty. I'm on the Ben wagon, probably harder than anybody. Like, if anybody's going to win besides me, <clears> you and <throat> are duking it out. But <laughs> you are playing the matchups. And I I'm don't getting so it. lucky. But I don't <laughs> hate it because you admit it and yeah. like let it ride. Who cares? Everybody's going for the Cinderella story in March Madness. Like, fucking let it ride. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm aware of the fact that my team is outperforming its skill level. And, like, I think I have good guys that are, you know, in a year or two going to be much better. But, like, guys like Downs and stuff are just playing way better than anyone expected. I'm just getting fortunate. And then Laporta turning out to be, like, Kelsey 2.0. It's promising. (laughs) If I'm you, I don't know if I make any crazy, like, all-in Mostert trades, you know? Like, you're going to be better as the years goes on. Like, don't mortgage your future. Let it ride. Yeah, really my only liabilities right now are QB2 and 3. Like, I think Purdy's for sure a long-term answer in San Fran. I don't care how Monday night went. Like, he's clearly a good quarterback. But Love and Howell are both, like, question marks still, on, like, in real life. So it's um, a little bit nerve-wracking. But they've also both shown signs of, like, they could be the guy for those franchises, too. I mean, Howell's just getting sacked 100 times a game. More than... Something to break the record, yeah. David Carr, um, it's ridiculous. And you know what? Like ideal scenario <laughs> is your ILP. You're in like a top five, six pick, which there's good quarterbacks here. But then you walk away with a decent record, like you yeah. did. So, like this is almost ideal. So I'm rooting for you. 
Thank um, you. <laughs> next, we've got Keenan and Jesus. Um, Andrew wins by seven, 121, 113. I don't, yeah, you know, poor Keenan, I think. Um, yeah, this one came down the Monday night, if I remember. Yeah, KJ Osborne needed a few more points, and then the 49ers D just shit the bed. And otherwise, Keenan gets his first win, I think. It's it's surprising because both of them have pieces to be good teams. Um, yeah. Keenan's almost like kind of going tank, but not really going tank. Like, like trading Hurts was a terrible idea. Because even if you keep Hurts, your ILP probably keeps you one or two pick, and you maybe get Caleb Williams, May, something like that, and then you've got something to work with. Um, yeah. I'd deal Kamara or something like that, but whatever. I have a pretty yeah. simple trade later that I'll propose that involves Keenan and Teddy, two of your favorites. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Teddy's got to be a big on your trade list just because he's got so many bench players that could fill in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people overlook the value of an IR guy. If Chubb, we didn't think was done for the rest of his life, but somebody that's IR this year, then zero to your ILP. Zero to your bench spots, but the next year you get them back. So I think that's yep. kind of what these people should be targeting, and they're looking like, oh, nah. anyway. Um, last one we've got. Oh, oh yeah, we got Kenny, <laughs> Billy. and we got Billy. Man, um, who saw this one coming? This is about as surprising as me beating Tyler, if not more. Uh, yeah, you were on a heater. This is the miracle on ice, and Billy's the commies. Um, I love that Mac Jones, after all the shit, put up more than Josh Allen. Like, (laughs) like we talk poetic. That's fucking poetry. Yeah, Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Mac, he was he would have given away Mac Jones a week ago. Pretty sure he's been offering up Mac Jones all like all day, every day in chat. And then, thanks to him, (laughs) he beats Billy. He's he's pimping him hard. I think Kenny's peak is probably one fifty. And Billy's 145, like Kenny or Billy probably averages 160, I think is what it was. Yeah. So it was timing, but and whatever. I, I, I don't think Billy made any like bad starts or anything. He's just kind of JJ with so many points every week. It's hurting him right now. But he, I, I think he started uh, the right guys. Oh, he did. It was just bad week. I mean, it wasn't even that yeah. bad of a week. Like one, <laughs> 145, probably third highest. 145. It was only. Yeah, 10 below projections. I just like that I gave them Tyreek, Evans, and Mostert, and they all... I love that trade. That's the trade they, I want to talk about later. I love but so I'm good. just glad that they all did what they were supposed to. They all performed. Mm-hmm. I would feel bad. You know, you feel bad. You give somebody, and then, like, you know, I give David well, Debo, and he gets hurt. Or yeah, well, Tyreek's apparently maybe going to be out this week. I just heard today. So I don't a lot know. more valuable. Yeah, for sure. I think... We can talk about it later, but to me, that's yep. the uh, the essential dynasty trade that we need to have more of. Well, and um, one, one last thing on this game, too. What I think is kind of funny is if you had told me that Kenny was going to beat Billy this year and he was going to do it without CJ Stratt or Bryce Young playing, I would have told you there's no way. Which is, again, like, <laughs> I, I can't stress enough how yeah. awesome that is because he never would have started Mac Jones. No. And, like, he's been whoring Mac Jones so bad. Yeah. More to Billy than he would. And he gets like fantastic. a DJ Moore 2.0 with Dante Foreman's 31 and a half. Just another huge week from a random To be dude. fair, Foreman and Gus Edwards on the same team. 
Yeah, it's touchdown he, city. The two guys that have not topped like eight points all year. I love mm-hmm. it. I They're just uh, touchdown reliant guys. And he started Baltimore against Detroit, who has been a high-powered offense, and they finally should, like, yeah, whatever. Well, and I think Andrew picked up Detroit's defense this week because I think he thought what a lot of people thought is that Detroit was going to stuff him, and I think he lost points from Detroit. I, I wouldn't, anyway, yeah, I wouldn't start any defense <laughs> against the Ravens. I just, I yeah, it's good business, but too good. Um, Zach Evans was a high waiver wire pickup. Everyone thought he was going to get his play, and, uh, <laughs> It's Cam Akers 2.0. Like he's there, yeah. but they just like won't. They'll do everything they can't to not start him. But yep, they right. just bring so Daryl Henderson Jr. They who they didn't resign, then they just resign him, put him on the practice squad, immediately elevate him, and he plays like half the snaps. <laughs> Doesn't it blow your mind though that Henderson was basically their starter for two yes. years, and I then traded, nobody signed him? Nobody signed I, him. I traded Devonta Smith for Daryl Henderson Jr. straight up in the I season where that. I was going all in. Because he was getting that kind of volume. And then he was doing well. And then they just wanted nothing to do with him. (laughs) But I just don't understand like the Eagles, like nobody just wanted to take a chance to sign him. So he was a practice squad guy. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Football people know more than me. All right, you want to, uh, before we hit trade talk, let's let's check out these group questions. Okay. Um, I'll pose to you. Okay. Can you make a trade on the podcast? No, Teddy. Fuck off. Maybe. Um, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe we could. I'm not saying we couldn't, but we might not. I'm like half a <laughs> drink in. Let me, we'll see how it goes. Um, all right. Uh, what is the ideal trade the two of you think would be best win-win involving other? So I think we're going to hit that later. We'll see, yeah. Yeah. That we'll kind of that sparked later. some of our segments later. <laughs> um. So... What is Sam drinking tonight? I mean, beer because it's Wednesday. Weirdos. <laughs> um, ben, do you run a four three or three four defense? What's the philosophy this year? It's a four two five, actually, unconventional defense. Um, yeah, I don't know. The kind of positionless. Guns, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just like raw strategy. They're all viper positions. Is that what it's called? That's what I'm saying. Everyone's two twenty. Runs mm-hmm. a four four, yeah. By the way, Jabril um, Peppers has been like kind of balling out out of nowhere. I like Peppers. <laughs> He's kind of in that like uh, land. Was it Landon? The guy that went to LSU was the Giants for a while. Was like a safety linebacker hybrid. You got kind of like uh, Keanu Neal. Like you know, I yeah. Find a Did spot you see his head on Devonta Adams last week? Yeah, two weeks. That was a nice hit. I uh, I always loved Devontae Adams because he was like, you didn't hear a lot from him. Um, and then when he left, he was still elite. So it, yeah. it made me think like Aaron Rodgers was bitching for no reason. But now <laughs> he's starting to get a little sassy. And he said something the other day about like, I just want to be great. I don't care about. Anyway, we'll yeah. see. I bet, it get, I bet it gets traded. I don't know. I, I've been, obviously I've been following like all the Lions chatter because we just lost by 30 something to the Ravens after looking so good. So apparently they've been quote, like super aggressive in trade talks leading up. And apparently somebody reached out to the commanders about sweat. So if they brought in sweat opposite Aiden Hutchinson, their D would be like insane. 
that's what they need is another pass. Because Hutchinson's elite. Yes. Brian Branch was one of like my top five guys in the draft. He has looked and so good. Gardner Johnson, they're the same. Like they can play nickel mm-hmm. safety. Like they're so like I love that defense. They need another yeah. pass rusher. Though. Their linebackers the are stacked too. Stacked. Y- young linebackers. Best O line or one of the top like five O lines. Like Dan mm-hmm. Campbell is just such a G, but they need another pass rusher. They've got they arguably it. the yeah. best OC in the country in the league too. I mean, he's like next head coach almost for sure. Yeah. I mean, people gave up on golf. Golf, golf went to a Super Bowl. Golf was the number one overall pick, and golf is still like he's just the boring. But he's Kirk Cousins. He's the same yeah. thing. Oh, I love it. And Brad Holmes was working for the Rams when he was there, and that's why he like did the trade, the whole Stafford thing. It would w- like talk about a win-win trade too. Like you get a ring out of it if you're LA. Detroit actually got like all of their young talent plus a quarterback that's playing at an MVP level this year, like 100%. And then LA went trash. So Detroit was getting stacked. Pay, like, yeah, win win trade. Pick 12 and pick 18 or something. It's the Tyreek Puka trade. Same, same. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. There's nobody on the planet that doesn't go for the Lions. They're like, yeah. they've just been There's... so bad for so mm-hmm. long. They've taken two, maybe the two most talented at their position of all time and yep. forced them into early retirement. Well, it's like you think about it in like college football or something, you would never just there'd never be a team that everyone rooted for because that college would be a rival of somebody. But Detroit has never been a threat to anybody. So everyone is rooting for them now. It's like, oh, these guys have never harmed us. Like, who cares? And it's just been so like bad. Good seasons with like Stafford Calvin, you get like 11, 12 wins, they get the playoffs, and then they lose. Like at this point, it's like, hey, we well, they were cursed after they fired their head coach after going 10 and 7. Like, imagine that wasn't good enough yep. for the Lions. I, I consider myself in Dynasty the Detroit Lions. I've never made it to the finals. I uh two black coffees, man. I've gotten grit two gl- <laughs> yeah. Put the head coach's picture on my headboard and I slam away. Um but yeah, anyway, I digress. So we're yeah. we're, we're, we're uh yeah, that um, was what defense do I run? <laughs> all right, yep, all right. What you're talking about favorite? defense. What's your <laughs> What's your favorite piece of sushi and how many pieces could you eat before you throw it? Why are we talking about puke? Um, no. You got an answer? I got I'm an trying answer. to think. Realistically, my favorite kind of sushi is like anything fried and crunchy and like kind of savory. So any of those. And as long as they're like the normal size sushi roll, I think I could probably eat 35 pieces. Yeah. Like 35 little individual pieces. And, and then I think I would puke. That's what I'm the best if we're going like some fancy roll. Agreed. Some fry like a fry something fried for some texture and like an eel yeah. sauce on there to get spicy. But I'm just going anything else. It's just like a nigiri, just rice and fish. Oh, God. I love it. But yeah, I mean there sushi is fucked up because you eat a shit ton and it doesn't fill you up, but it's so good. But it's also super expensive. Yeah. Whatever. I always feel like sushi um, doesn't fill me up until I leave, and then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm fucking stuffed. <laughs> like the rice expands or something. It, and wouldn't a sushi puke just be, like, it would be soft and not spicy, I guess, but it's just, like, fish coming out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be, wouldn't be pleasant. <laughs> Kenny. Um, anyway, who has seen James naked more times, Ben or Sam? So, so I'm going to edit this question to okay. James's adult life. Okay, once I was going to say. Cubes. 
Because yeah. I probably bathed with them a lot. I was going to say, it, it, times that you remember or times in your life, probably two different times answers. Times that you liked it or... No. Yeah. <laughs> so since James had pubes, I'm going to probably say you. I, would... I'm, I can only think of three times. I say only. That's actually ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I can't think related. of like a... Yeah, you probably win that one because I can't really think of a lot where me and James got naked together. Well, I guess you yeah. didn't have to be together, but yeah, <laughs> unless yeah. you're Eiffel. Anyway, I can, <laughs> I can think of three times. A, so this I'm is the same with podcast. All right, we're gonna. All right, we're gonna say that. Um, <laughs> all right, good stuff. Okay, so we made it through. Nice, spicy. That was, that was pretty um, easy. Usually, it's worse. It was. We didn't hit on any <laughs> like geopolitical issues. That was great. Well, so, so, so first, hold on though. So for some don't um, talk politics, for, Ben. No, 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 no. For some continuity between episodes, you know, I kind of want to go back and get your take on the best bread. Somebody said Applebee's in that episode, and I, I don't know what to say to that. So Applebee's doesn't stand out to me. Here, here's my thought. Um, random wild card, and and I think the bread is not the determining factor in best bread. And I'll say this. Oh, Charlie's, they mm. got this like honey butter that you yeah. put on these rolls, makes it elite. But it's kind of like Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse, same thing. Carabas, they get this uh, olive oil and they put yeah. all these seasonings in it. So, like, it's not really about the bread, it's about what you're putting on it. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I sort of agree with you, but it's kind of con- contradictory because a couple weeks ago I said that I thought like oil and stuff with bread is an overrated appetizer when somebody says something oh. about an egg roll, but at Carabas, it is very good. But I feel like at other places, it's not as good. If Hannah will go to some, like, fancy bakery and gets nice bread, like, I'll come home, rip a chunk off, and just pour, like, her fancy olive mm-hmm. We're poor because she spends too But anyway, I'll pour the fancy olive oil. Like, yeah. that's it. Salt, olive oil, bread. Um, I, I went to uh, Tulsa last week for an Oktoberfest, and, like, my fiance's wife, our best friend lives there. We went to this really nice Italian restaurant where they, like, make mozzarella balls for you, like, tableside. Oh. And then they drizzle, like, fresh olive oil, salt, and pepper on it. It is actually so good. It even tastes like cheese. It's so good. The Somebody brought up appetizers, and you were the one that started the bread talk. Mm-hmm. Not saying mozzarella sticks. Is a crime to you. Mott sticks are by far and away the best, or like fried cheese. You fried yeah, cheese. Yeah. I love them. It's to me, it's tops. But yeah, if we're going, we're not talking like garlic <laughs> knots, straight bread. To me, it's about what you put on it. That's why I like Cheesecake Factory is good because you got the the honey butter to put on it. Roadhouse, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yep. oh, I gotta get some bread right now. Um, okay, <laughs> so um, let's get back to fantasy football. Okay. Um, I can't stop thinking about James's pubes now. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think the first place we'll go. You want to talk about three trades that you've looked okay. at that you would do for teams yeah. not involving you? Yeah, let me pull up the teams uh, for the first proposed trade because I want to be able to like tell the story. So let's see. Yeah, Keenan, 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 and Ted. Keenan and Teddy. So where's Teddy? Hold on. Uh-huh. Let me let let me try to guess. Okay. Let, let, let me just review them real. I'll quick. give you a, a little head start. There's no picks involved. Good. I don't I don't want to see picks. Good. So it's all gonna to me hinge on Keenan because Teddy needs to go in and Keenan's trying. I'm not say tank, but tank ish. I'm guessing 
Keenan needs to get rid of Kamara because he's only got two years left, and he's still pretty damn good. Daniel Jones, decent. And then if I'm looking at Ted, I'm going to say something around, like, Fields? No. No, I don't know. Okay. Give, give it to me. You're you were kind of close. So I think Teddy's biggest thing is his team is obviously good and he can beat the good teams, but he has like a handful of elite guys and then he has some kind of like we thought maybe would be elite, like Calvin Ridley. I Ridley, think yep. Teddy should trade Calvin Ridley to Keenan for Terry McLaurin straight up. Terry McLaurin is more consistent. He's not old. He's the number one there. It's clear he's like their go-to guy in the pass game. Dotson barely touches the ball. It makes Teddy better now and for a few years. And Calvin Ridley still has a lot of upside. He could still turn out to be an elite receiver, but he's not the only guy there. He's got a little bit, you know, of youth on Terry McLaurin. I think it makes sense for Keenan, who's like a little bit further outside. I love that for Teddy. I think he maybe. It's about a net zero, right? I, I I think McLaurin has more upside. Really, probably produces more. I haven't looked at the numbers, but Calvin Ridley's if, wide receiver thirty five, and McLaurin is twenty two. But Ridley had a know, couple big games, and then a bunch of like shit the bed games. Here's my thing, though: the Commanders could get a new quarterback that's going to make the receivers way more valuable or less valuable, and because I don't think the enemy or uh, What's their head coach from the Panthers? Uh, oh, Rivera. Rivera. I, I don't. I don't think they're it. So, a, a young quarterback, maybe they get a new system. It may take some time, but I think their receivers have upside. I think Jacksonville. We know their quarterback. We know their coach. And Ridley came in the league old, missed some time. I think Ridley's almost thirty. If I'm Keenan, I'm either trading for picks or taking shots at young upside guys i don't see that for keenan i like it i I, you know what and if i'm teddy i want more in season production um and you could so and you could toss like a a late round pick or something on one side here to make it a little bit sweeter but the reason i did it like this is because i was trying to think of like a cheap trade that teddy or keenan could make because teddy basically has nothing left he traded all his first and stuff for hertz and whatnot so it's like you know it, it it's it could happen and it's relatively low commitment. The the key we say it every week is just fucking on repeat is you got to get quarterbacks and then once you have that you can go for it. It's hard to trade for him. Teddy pulled it off. Hurts and Fields. Who knows? Fields gets a new team, new coach. He could be something. I think you run with those two. But Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I think. I think. Teddy needs another stud and he's somewhat deep to consolidate. If I'm Teddy, I'm almost looking at a Keenan could be, but I'm trying to trade a bunch of people for someone that needs a lot for an upgrade. So maybe like a Michael Pittman for like a Najee Harris. I just hate Najee. That's me, but. I tr- I wanted to trade him so bad. I was telling James all this year. I was like, I don't like Najee anymore. I want to get rid of him. I was like trying to shop him. Yeah. 
Yeah, if I'm going these teams, but we're then... too far away from it too. The uh, the Commanders. I I think I think Sam Howell actually looks good. I think their offensive line is just so bad that he doesn't get like enough chances. But they end up throwing like forty times a game. So he's I like agree. he's he, any he, I don't know. I listen to Dan Orlovsky's like breakdown a lot because I think he does a good job. But he seems pretty high on Sam Howell too. So I Sam feel like Howell, he's usually right. I agree. It looked good, but he's just he's getting slammed. It's like David Carr. He probably could have been good. He was like getting slammed. So are they going to improve the offensive line? Their defense is good. They got skill players. But at least short term, or if you're Washington, are you really going to put in Jacoby Brissett instead of just letting Sam Howell like develop for the rest of the season? No, God, no. there's no reason to. It makes no sense. So he's going to at least how, play all year. But. How old's Kamara? Twenty-seven. Twenty-eight. Running, and and running back Cliff is about twenty-eight. Yeah, he's twenty-eight. So he's been good since he's gone back. Maybe I'd say Kamara. For like a a second rounder, and who's an upside guy on this team? Um, Honestly, you could still do like the Ridley type deal, Ridley and like a pick for. I just uh, come don't on. know if I want a nine point per game average guy that's only got a couple of years left. If I'm Keenan, because I think he's three years now. That he traded Hurts. I think he's three years out on a rebuild. I think he wants somebody more. There's just I don't love the people in here. <laughs> I mean, because Teddy, you're looking what about at Najee. Pick... Najee, yeah. If if Pickens, Garrett Wilson, Brandon Ayuk are young, if they all turn into what we think they could be, mm-hmm. then Kenny's great. Kenneth Walker, great. The problem is you got to replace Madison and. And he's not the long-term solution. So I think Kamara is a good choice for that. It's just his guys, Pickens, Wilson, IU, 50-50 chance they're not going to be that elite what you think they are. Most of the time, people don't turn out to be that. You know? Yeah, IU has looked much better this year, though. Or he's a great football player, but not a great fantasy player. And there's, there's a difference. So. Yeah. It's- All right. While we're talking about these teams, I'm curious, like, so Keenan's obviously having a very bad year, like almost unlucky year, I would say, because if you look at his roster, he had some guys coming in the season that I think probably are kind of fucking him over. Like D hop has not been D hop, like not even close. Um, OBJ has been pretty MIA after like ending in LA pretty, you know, hot. Jamal Williams has been hurt all year. Daniel Jones has been terrible. Like Daniel he's got Jones guys got on this team. It was terrible. Traylon Burks Pickett. against like, oh, he's finally going to be healthy. Then he gets hurt right away. Like, Pickett was the preseason hero. Chubb. I thought they're going to be a, Rashad White was the guy. Kamara missed yes. six games. Njoko was great. Like coming in, he had a lot of hype. Yeah, but all his guys just like kind of tanked. And then Chubb, who is leaning on when he lost Chubb and then traded Hurts. I I still wouldn't have traded Hurts because ILP wouldn't change that much and. Hertz is so young. It's just you build around that piece. But so where do you put Keenan on like the rebuild meter? Like sell all halfway there? Do you just stick with it? Because these guys probably have a couple more years. I think you stick with it because I think they're gonna give Penny Kenny Pickett another shot. I think Rashad mm-hmm. White's still a guy, and if they get a quarterback, things change for him. McLaurin, I think, is uber talented. Yeah. And I think Pittman is too. Umjoku, same. Um like 
if they had the hype these guys had coming in, if they had lived up to it, he could have a decent team. I don't mm-hmm. think if they lived up to it, he'd be a top three team. I think no. he'd be middle of the pack, but he wouldn't be 0 7, though. I would get rid of some Kamara, yeah. OBJ, Hopkins, um, Daniel Jones. Well, yeah, probably Daniel Jones, even Quentin Johnson. Like, I, I try to slick these guys and pick up picks and just you hit big on one, like Billy Justin Jefferson in the second, something like that. And, and that's what you need. Well, I was about to say, all those guys you named, I feel like that's a perfect trade with Billy. Billy needs a little bit of depth still. Like, he got some from you, but he still has, like, a solid starting team and then tapers off after a guy or two. Speaking of depth, I don't think the league has noticed my strategy. I have, I just dropped one. I had 10. I have nine quarterbacks on my team. I literally picked up every best offense's backup quarterback (laughs) um, or injury prone. Minshew, Tyrod Taylor have started but now i'm realizing terrible strategy because no one wants those people no like you need them for a bye week i can maybe get a third which is fine but like mm-hmm. this happened to josh me. yeah i told james one time we were working out i was like this is exactly what happened to me i picked up all these quarterbacks that were like temporary starters hoping i could trade them and ended up just like stuck with all of them like trevor simeon tyra taylor and i just ended up re- releasing them all <laughs> I had Simeon, and then I got Brown. But if I'm a tanking team, and I hate to give the sauce, that's not a bad strategy because what mm-hmm. it does, your ILP goes to zero because I'm getting zero points yeah. from these guys. My ILP is still decent. But then somebody that needs a bi-week fill-in, you get a second or a third for them, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm stacking picks, and I'm not stacking points on my bench. So it's not a bad strategy for all you shitty people out there. Like, I got the best ones, but grab a shit ton of backup quarterbacks and hope for injuries. That's, that's, um, damn, I don't know. I just flabbergasted. No one noticed that my bench, I had two position players and nine quarterbacks. I had noticed that because I've been trying to, for, I, there's like several teams I've been looking at that I might try to make a trade with, and your team was one of them. And so I've been looking, like, I constantly go back to see, like, oh, who does he have on his bench? And it's like all fucking backup quarterbacks <laughs> Mike White, Easton Stick, Gardner yes. Minshew, Kyle Allen. Even Blaine your Gabbert. IR has a quarterback on it. <laughs> I'm holding them, baby. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's a strategy. Yeah. Um, all right. What's what's the next trade you got for me? So a great segue because it involves you and a guy you just said. So I think you and James should make a trade. And Does it involve Gardner Minshew? Yes. We've I talked think, already about it. I think you should trade Gardner Minshew and like, or I'm sorry, yeah. Minshew in like a late round pick, like a third or something for Joe Mixon. So James is loaded at running back. He's never starts Mixon. Mixon's still the clear number one there. I mean, he's having like an off season because he only has one touchdown, but he's 27. He's there long term. You need like one more flex guy. I mean, you're starting Di Mercado right now. You know, he gets volume. Yeah. And I agree. You're not giving up that much. Minshew means nothing to you long term. James needs so, a quarterback this year because Deshaun Watson is dog shit. Um, I agree. I've still got bye weeks coming up for both my QBs, but if you got somebody, you can still win a game and and put them in a spot start. Um, it's funny because James and I have already talked about. A Minshew for a position player type deal. Because that I, makes I, sense. Need a, I need a flex. And yep. for James, Minshew's going to get more play 
for me, Minshew starts two games, but the position player I would trade for would start probably more. Because mm-hmm. so, uh, I like that you thought of that. And uh, I mean, you look at James's you. team. Deshaun Watson has been atrocious, and I think he's sitting out a second week now after playing like one snap. And then Aaron Rodgers, who is going to be like his other veteran guy, is obviously out all season. Like he has to trade for a quarterback. Will Levis is going to get playing time, but if Tannehill has been playing as bad as he is, there's no way a rookie that's like the same type of quarterback as Tannehill is going to come in and like ball out. I just don't believe it. Not right away. Yeah. Now I'm looking at it and James lied to me. Ooh. He told me somebody had already had a bye week and that they were scoring more than they were. And now I'm looking and that was a lot. <laughs> um, if he so, has to justify it, don't listen. <laughs> yeah, no. So Mixon, James has been shopping hard. Mm-hmm. Um, understandably, he's young, right? And he's yep. it. Travion Williams, yep. I think there's a backup, but he gets no. nothing. Like, it's just him, and it's a good offense, and he's a good player. I just, for some reason, I've got something against him. I just don't like Joe Mixon. I don't know what it is. Here, but here's the good thing about Joe Mixon. He has a very high floor because yep. he's, he's the guy, because he can catch. Yeah. He, I mean, at minimum, he's getting you around 10, but he's going he's gonna to score more. Like, if Cincinnati is going to be a decent team and make the playoffs, he's going to have to score more. It's not going to be all Joe Burrow throwing. Like, he's going to get touchdowns. Yeah, exactly, if he poaches them. My Mm -hmm. issue with Mixon is I traded Mozart, Hill, Evans for much lesser players. If we're counting quarterbacks, Mahomes is 28. No one else on my team is over 26. I'm going young. I was calling this season a loss. And it's turned into a decent one, but Mixon will be 29 next year. They gave him what a four year deal that he's two years into, mm-hmm. but I can see them drafting like a uh, Blake Corum or, you know, like somebody from the region that just like Fair. steals goal line carries. And yeah, they, is Trayvon know, Henderson coming up this year from Ohio state? If so, they'll probably pick him. And exact and no team yeah. anymore can function with one guy and they're functioning with one guy. Like it's it even like the Titans aren't doing it. It's very rare yeah. Falcons like, aren't doing it. Even so, when P Ryan was there, he was barely getting the ball. I mean he'd well, maybe P. score Ryan, a couple times a year, but and P Ryan was decent. I just I don't like Mixon. I don't like his long term value. <laughs> yeah. Um but I agree. I think a Minshew to James because he's there for the rest of the year and he's shown promise for a position player because he's so deep makes mm-hmm. sense. Um yeah. something along those lines. Oh, it's interesting. You said something. All right. What did I say? Nothing. A trade that we were discussing in a sense. Oh. All right. What else you got? So this last one is a little more um, hot takey, but I think it's still a viable trade. So let me pull up the teams. Um, So this is between Andrew and Teddy. So this was the other one I told you about that involved Teddy. Um, that I think leads into like making him a little bit more potent now at the sacrifice of a little bit of long-term. I think Teddy should trade Andrew Justin Fields for Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, and like a late round pick. Russell Wilson's getting dogged on because Denver is a laughing stock, but he's QB 10. He's QB 10. He's, He's averaging 16 a game and he's been decent, but because they gave so much up for him, because they're losing in the last few weeks, he's averaging like 10 points a game. 
I could, and Peyton doesn't want to look like an idiot. So Sean Peyton seems like a egotistical cock. So he would probably <laughs> want someone to blame it on. I can see him benching Russ in like two games and starting like Peterman. I, I may be way off. I, I The good news is for Teddy, if that does happen, he's got Garoppolo coming off IR soon. And he's still got Geno Smith. And he's still got a... Uh, Jalen Hurts. So he's still got quarterback options. Russell just makes him a little deeper, and Judy gives him maybe somebody to, better to play than, like, Antonio Gibson on any given week. Judy had a lot of hype coming in the year. He's been kind of disappointing. He has been, but he's still a guy that – he's still a name that people think is going to turn it around. I don't, e- I don't even – because he's talented. I don't even know if that's a a Sean Payton or a Russell Wilson thing. I think it's uh, it's just like a fucking toxic place in Denver because Judy's yeah. only twenty four. Like he's yeah. he's and he's the one of the best route runners there is. He was I a like stud that. at Alabama in a I, stacked receiving core. He stood out still. I like Andrew trading Russ and getting Fields. Because I think Fields is the type of guy that goes in an offense like Tennessee or Atlanta or something is going to have way more value than the shit show in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Especially when we're talking fantasy value. I don't know if he wins, but I think Andrew trades Saquon. I think that's a good trade, too. And speaking of Andrew, so I mean, we can get into Saquon. But a couple weeks ago on the pod, you said you thought that Andrew should trade me Gibbs because I have a Lions boner. And I couldn't agree more. So I've been actually trying, like, over, you know, I've been trying to trade for Gibbs. But Andrew, I think he's a little higher on him than he wants you to believe because I made a trade that I think is very fair and he didn't even reply to me. <laughs> I uh, I was watching a tech game and I don't watch tech games like three years ago and I saw Gibbs like for a quarter and I texted James. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like this dude is legit. And he's like, yeah, he was like a five-star recruit. For some reason he went to tech. He went to Bama. He's great. Like he'll be good. He'll, yeah. he'll get his, especially in that offense. I think Gibbs is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, if I'm Andrew, I keep Lamar because yeah. you got Lamar, right? I, Saquon is 26 and he is very injured. The hill for running backs yeah. is 27, 28. Like Saquon's uber valuable now, but in a year or two and Andrew's window is not now. And it might not be next year. Like trade Saquon way has peak value now. Yeah. And he's elite um, when he's healthy. To me, or Billy, or you, or Teddy, or someone, trade Saquon, pick up a Fields in like a a long shot, like a Marvin Mims or something. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of my play for him. I think Judy, Judy's kind of valuable to Andrew because he's got enough upside where he could be good in the long term, but he's not going to give you a lot of ILP right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. Reed. Yeah. Kyron Williams coming back is going to help. A- Andrew's team is not that bad, but I no. think if I'm Andrew, I it, the problem is when your team's not that bad and you're scoring points, you think you still have a chance, but it's not a bad thing to say, like, maybe I get lucky. Let's trade Saquon, miss the playoffs this year, and go in next year, you know? Yeah, and Andrew still has his own first and a second and three thirds. So he's still got draft capital too. And that with volume shotgun approach, you're going to hit one of them. But if yeah. I'm Andrew, I try to flip Saquon for 
like Jared Goff or like a young-ish quarterback. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I actually like that one. But Tyler will never trade him. Tyler will be like, oh, no. Jared Goff, give me six firsts. In a... <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So I like those trades. I think they're I interesting. Like yeah. I do think, I think they're they interesting. Would, they're fun. I love trade. I When I heard this was going to be a trade special, I got excited because that's that's what I live for. <laughs> I I was telling James the other day, we're at that point in the year where it's kind of a lull because, like, he sent the message. You have four win teams make the playoffs. So everyone now, um, like me, James, Teddy, Griffey, you, Andrew, it, like, there's a lot of teams that kind of think they have a shot and some that really value players. In, th- like, three weeks, it'll be m- way more defined about who has a chance and who doesn't and then the trades will pick up right yeah. and then people pick up um and then off season people get bored and do it which i wish i wouldn't but um so i think we're gonna be in a lot of season <laughs> like it's because it's because what happens is like more and more stuff comes out about like pro pro days and the combine you get excited and you're like oh i could get this guy in the second round you just want to load up but it, and it's also we get bored. Fantasy football mm-hmm. is just like us paying a dude to like have a sick group chat and something yeah. to care about. <laughs> exactly. So, like, yeah. Hold, like, I mean, it's like you called out a, a few bit. weeks ago, which absolutely made my night. Is that like it gives me something to do, like pick up a defense, even I've already started a defense, just to get better ILP, just to fuck over James because he has my pick. It's like, like it's it's so it's funny great. How it's you, the best money spent. But like my exactly, and like my week, man, this is depressing to say, but it is. It's like <laughs> Sunday, I sit on the couch and I watch the Falcons, but then I have red zone on the other one watching yeah. it mainly for fantasy. And then Monday, Monday night football for fantasy. And then at like Tuesday morning at like 6 a.m., I wake up in like the fog and I check my phone to see the <laughs> scores, but I didn't stay up. Then you get waiver claims Tuesday, yeah. then Wednesday, you wait to see who it is. And then Wednesday is such like a boring day because there's no fantasy. Thursday, yeah. all right, I got a game. Friday, like, oh, uh, fucking yeah. stupid. Saturday, we get college to get us through it. But it's like the fun days are the days when I have something fantasy to do. It, yes. it, it takes up like an hour of my day at work where I just sit there and look at fantasy. <laughs> oh, at least. Yeah, I do this all the time. And um, like we have so many people in our league that are active on waivers that like you have to be checking pretty regularly if there's people you're interested in. So it keeps you yeah. a little more on your toes. Um, if there's anyone in this league that likes redraft um i've got a third league andrew joined for a season then dipped out billy's actually giving me two seasons but we're down to 10 people now because some people dropped out we're looking for more it's a redraft league they're kind of idiots they're from north georgia mountains um i've won it which should tell you some stuff (laughs) um but yeah if anybody wants a redraft league like text me let's do it like we need people um Okay, so let's do this. Let's run through. We're making good time. We're 45 in. Yeah. Let's let's talk about some of these trades that you've highlighted over the years. Cause I got a few on here, but let's look okay. at the ones and and I'm kind of excited to see what you pick because there's a lot of trades, and I think it's just biased that if James makes a trade, everyone automatically thinks James is raping somebody. Mm-hmm. And in the moment it seems like they are, but some of these have not aged well for James. Like no. if we look at them a year or two later, a lot of times which is a test like a testament to James that he's still staying um relevant with some of these bad trades he's made. But let's let's look at the ones that you you've uh highlighted. 
Okay. So the first one it doesn't involve James. It was the trade you alluded to earlier, the Tyree Kill, Mike Evans, and Raheem Mostert for Waddle, Nakua in a second. That is Greatest one of my trade. favorite trades that's ever happened in Dynasty. It makes so much sense for both of you. It's like big names too. It's not like Allen Robinson getting traded. Like it's good fantasy football tea. And uh, it was great. I love that. The only, the, my favorite trade in all of the 10 years was um, Keenan and Billy traded Nick Chubb, dot Devontae Adams straight up because one had a surplus of receivers and it worked out for both of them. Right. Yeah. That was great. I love that. This one, I think, is what we want to see more of because it's not a lot of times people just go to picks, right? It's like, I mm-hmm. want picks. But this one, my team was getting old. Mostert had a year left. Evans, a year left. Tyreek, a year, maybe two left. But they're all elite. They're all top five, 10 players. Waddle, Puka, maybe not as high, but they're young. A pick. This is like what we need to see in the league is an all in. Ben Wagon team getting small, <laughs> which it boned you. You got close. I think you got third, but you got yeah, close. Close. Um, but going in, mortgaging a future a little bit, and then a team like I, at that point, I had just scored 90 points against James. Um, I thought my season was over. So I was like, fuck it. Let's scrap it. Let's go in. Um, this is what we need. Young players, old players, scores, potential. Like, that's what you want to see. It doesn't just have to be picks for players, you know? Mm-hmm. Because a, a pick, even in the first round, is a crapshoot. What is yeah. it? Fifty per, maybe thirty percent chance you hit. So what's the difference in taking a high upside player like Jamison Williams? That's still a thirty percent crapshoot, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as a pick. Like it's a crapshoot either way. Well, and like that's a, a perfect example of that is I took Tajay Spears and JSN in the first round this year, and they have both been. Okay, like Jason has not looked like the best receiver in the draft like he was supposed to be. Tajay Spears has been promising, but he's still behind Derrick Henry. But then in the late rounds, I get Sam Laporta, who's basically tied in two in Dynasty, three. probably three yeah. already. And then we got Tank Dell, who before he got hurt against the Falcons was like wide receiver 18 or 20. And then uh, Josh Downs, who's like looking like is going to be the next Steve Smith senior. That's funny. I was telling Andrew, trade Ben Gibbs for Tank. Like, I assumed you wouldn't give up Laporta just because of the Lions thing. Yeah, well, and he's just too good. Besides Mark Andrews and Kelsey, he's the only other tight end worth yeah. having. But I said, Downs, Tank Dell, like, do that. Or a JSN, like, those two players for that <laughs> one player, That that's your play right there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the trade you took a shot. Andrew included one of those guys in some picks. So, same thing. Uh, well, yeah, I think I think that people have to realize draft picks are a crapshoot. And then we have yep. this idea of like, well, if I stack another, I can trade up. You know how hard it is to trade up. <laughs> people, yeah. people aren't trying to do that. Like, stack some young talent. Like, JSN's a perfect example. The dude was so good. And he pro- it's more, I think it's more a function of Gino sucking than maybe yeah. him not being talented. So, like, play the long game. Well, and then the first game, DK's out. He has a good game. He scores like 18, 16, 17 points or something. He had a touchdown, four catches, 80 yards. Like he had a good game. Yep. So I told James, I think when Tyler Lockett retires, JSN will like really elevate as a fantasy receiver. He'll be like very good at that point. And they'll always, they'll always be run first in a Pete Carroll, yeah. but like who knows who their quarterback's going to be. So no, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite trade to date. That's yeah, good. Just one. passing 
Kelvin Adams because I feel like it's not just picks for players, which yeah. is boring. Yeah, it gets a little more interesting. All right. Sec- second one I have on here, I think was talked about a little bit already, but it's the Teddy Keenan deal. Jalen Hurts, George Kittle, and a third for Quentin Johnson, Jalen Warren, and two firsts. Now, I get the trade for both teams. And I think for Keenan's sake, like, you probably still have a lot of faith in Quentin Johnson if you liked him. Because I think coming out of college, people liked him. Like, they thought he had a high ceiling. He got drafted at Addison and Flowers in the NFL. And Jalen Warren, who has looked better than Najee this year, still young, but, like, one of those situations where it's, like, almost a 50-50 split, and he's never going to really boom for you or be consistently good. So it just feels like a little bit of an undersell for Jalen Hurts, who's, what would you call him, Dynasty 3 QB? Uh, I mean, Mahomes Allen hurts or something. He he might have even passed. Is he second? Allen. I think he's like just because you get those those what is it tush push touchdowns. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think he might be second. I don't know what he what he's ranking now, but and then yeah, Ant Kittle, who's no slouch. I know he's not been Kittle of late, but he's no slouch. I mean, that's that was a but, good trade for Teddy. I think. Okay. Um, let me done. ask you this. We've yeah. got keep in mind Teddy is number five in ILP, <laughs> right? So that's what eight eighth pick or something like that. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. Eighth pick. Yeah. So we've got eighth pick. And then you give him people to get better. And he's yep. gonna get better next year. So we've got Teddy's two firsts. Warren Johnson hurts kill. Don't worry about Kings. Who's Hertz is the most valuable piece in that, right? Yeah, yeah, by a mile. What's what's the second most valuable piece in that to you? Teddy's twenty four first. George, yes, Teddy's twenty four first, probably. I mean, it's hard to say with twenty five, but you have to value a twenty four over a twenty five. I think just because you don't know what's going to be a twenty five. So yeah, probably that better. first. But I think it's a huge drop from Hertz but, that first. But Kittle is a focal point in the offense. He's thirty. That's true. But Kelsey's what thirty five. Tight ends play for a yeah, long time. I mean, He's he's boomer bust, sure, but I think that twenty four first and Kittle are close. Yeah, late first, you could argue it. So we're be- to to me, Hertz is worth three firsts. I agree. Whatever. So we'll take those two firsts, and we'll consider Quinton Johnson a first because he was a first this year. So we then got. George Kittle and a third for Jalen Warren. It's not as far off as you think when you break it, it down yeah. like that. And, and I'm not trying to shit on it. I don't think it's that bad. Like I said, I can see why this trade happened because I think you can look at it in a way that makes sense. But I think it just has the potential to end up being a very lopsided trade. Because I, like I said, think picks are a gamble. I think it's lopsided because I think Hertz is that valuable in a super flex league. I also yeah. think it's very hard in our league to get a quarterback. You yes. won't trade them, nope. except I just uh, I'm also very salty because I was going hard with Keenan. And he told me Hertz was untouchable and wouldn't even let me give him an offer. <laughs> and then he did this three days later. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, all right. Um, <clears throat> oh, go to the next one. Or side note, yeah. um, right before the draft, when I, like less than a year ago, I offered David. Tyreek Hill, wide receiver one for two seconds, and he told me no. Not crazy. And then he and then he gave me Miles Sanders in a second for Debo, who I got from you. So yeah, who'd I give you for Debo? Are you giving me a uh, Swift? Dobbs in a first. 
Dobbs in a first. And I still like oh. that deal. I still I would take that again. I, yeah, I like that deal. Debo stayed healthy. He was just so yeah. bad last year. But anyway, all right. Um, not as bad as you think, but I think yeah. it's definitely swayed to Teddy. It, time will tell, though. All right, what's your next one? Next one, it's kind of low impact, but I've, I've shit on this trade every time I've had a chance, so I'm going to do it again just, just to pile on. But when David traded Jimmy Garoppolo and Kevin's second for Jonathan Mingo, I just that seems like you could get so much more for a second and Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Was this during the draft? draft like, yeah. So right before the that pick. So yeah. he said, "All right, I got my guy. I want Mingo. I'll give you." But like a picks, a few picks from now or next year, it's Kevin who's going to be mid second, and Jimmy Garoppolo. So you're basically giving Jimmy Garoppolo to pick this year instead of next year. Yeah. I, I like David. Good guy, a lot of fantasy knowledge. But we look through his picks. I don't feel like he's made a lot of Let's see great <laughs> trades. Oh, Debo for Miles Sanders and Dalton Kincaid. Not bad. I mean, Debo outperformed them both. Yeah. He just got hurt. So that was probably a good trade on his part. Um David gets 1.2 and got a Rob. For okay, for Russell, I like that trade for both of them. Mm-hmm. He got his guy good. Anthony Richardson. Andrew yep. didn't want a quarterback and got one. Yep, I like got Kyler one. Murray and three seconds, two of them two years out for two thirds and Trevor Lawrence. I don't love that because that was the time when basically we knew that they were giving up on Murray. He's got talent. He does not in the game. Don't love him, but yeah. I can get the rationale though, but I, I also don't love it. If it was done a year earlier, yeah, great. But I mean, David I mean, knew Miles... he wasn't going to be good this year, so the fact that Kyler short, you're not worried about, I think. But that was Here's also it. before everyone was like, "Oh, Caleb Williams to Arizona for sure." <laughs> so. Yeah, and well, that was the point where like Kyler Murray, they were writing him off, and they're like, "They're going to draft another quarterback first overall after the Rosen thing," but. Maybe go somewhere and get success. I just, I don't think he cares that much. Um, yeah. Ooh, 2022, we got Amari Cooper and James's second for Miles Sanders and Kevin's second. So basically downgrading seconds, getting Miles Sanders and trading Amari Cooper. Don't love that, but I get it in the moment, I guess. It's funny how a lot of these trades at the time we think are trash. And then as it goes on, they tend to age against what the the consensus says. Like most of the ones that James says that we think are trash, um, I think in the after three years, James probably comes up the loser on them. Yeah, James loses most of his trades. What I think is ironic about that trade you just read out too is if you look on August thirty first, James got Chris Godwin in return for Amari Cooper. And his second, his third, and then David traded him back his own second. That's just you can if you can already hear the conversation James is having with him too. Rationalizing why he should get his pick. Hundred percent. Just manipulating. Then, oh yeah. Uh oh, two firsts for Justin Herbert. I, Teddy, you idiot. He turned those two firsts in two seconds into decent, but and then the day at the same day he went Travis Kelsey in a second for a first. All right, that's got to be the worst trade ever. Travis Kelsey in a second Ooh. for a first. 
the same day as you do two first, two seconds for Herbert. Herbert's a three first at least. Wait, that was Kevin. That was Kevin. That Tyler. was Tyler. That's what oh. I told James yeah. I wouldn't say it, but I'll say it again. Bitcoin billionaire. Right time. People were willing to trade, and, he, and Kevin went crazy and traded. Ah. Anyway, um, and then he went Aaron Jones for two seconds, and Aaron Jones has been a top 10 back. So Tyler, yeah, on the 4th and 5th of August last year, <laughs> got Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey, Justin Herbert for basically three firsts and three seconds. You know what's hilarious about the Aaron Jones for two seconds trade from Andrew? is this time last season, I offered him two firsts for Aaron Jones right before I traded for Najee, and he turned me down. Uh, see, you just, you regret it. You never know. Um, you never know. Let's see. So, going back, Sanders is in all of these. Yeah, he's been traded. He's the most traded guy in fantasy, and our dynasty has to be. There's no way he's not. 100%. I've seen him five times <clears> in the last year and a half. Yeah. All right, moving on from David. Um, the next pick I have, which I think it's only really going to probably impact this season, but I think is arguably one of the worst trades of all time, is James trading me Zach Moss and pick 302 for pick 210. He moved up four spots, and I have running back six, and I'm just destroying my ILP, which he has my first-round pick for. To be fair, <laughs> at the time... Zach Moss was a player we all would have cut. He was nothing at the time. You said, all right, yeah, he'll be their number two. Like, mm -hmm. But we all kind of assume, like, what was the Dion Jackson or whatever? Yeah. Like, somebody would come in. Like, I remember I loved him coming out of Utah. I drafted him. I had him on my team for, like, five years that cut him. And then he was unemployed for, like, a year. And then somebody <laughs> picked him. So, like, at the time. Yeah, no, the trade made at sense. At the time, I thought that. James raped you on that yeah, trade. Everyone and then did. Zach Moss has it, it just looks so bad. It's like why you you're gonna cut Zach Moss in two weeks anyway. Why are you moving back? And Zach Moss is like my best player. <laughs> and then he's so good. Oh, um, he's like, I think he might be my highest scoring player this season. <laughs> I like it. I so I hated it at the time. Mm -hmm. Or like and like James moved up three picks in the second to get Matt Breida or give Andrew Matt Breida. Yeah. Matt Breida has little value to James, but a lot of value to Andrew because he's got Saquon. So like I, well, I like it. And the back half of that trade too, the trade, the pick that he got in the Zach Moss deal turned into Will Levis. And the pick that I got turned into Josh Downs. So I got Josh Downs and Zach Moss for a Will Levis. I don't hate it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. All right. Next one I have on here is we've already, I think we talked about it already a little bit, but James gets Bijan Robinson a third and a second for pick three and Rashad Bateman. You can hear me, right? Yeah. That <laughs> I I will never stop ragging on Kitty about this. <laughs> and it has nothing like if you like Bateman, I get it, whatever. Go get your guy. To me, the only issue with it is the timing. Why do you trade a a sure thing number one? Which we have what Saquon? Mm -hmm. What was another like Zeke? Maybe that yeah. we knew was like the one dot one. Trevor Lawrence. Why? Why trade that pick before the NFL draft? Because then the Ravens drafted Zay Flowers, signed Odell Beckham. Bateman's dumbass became it useless. 
if he had done it during the draft, he could have got two firsts, three firsts. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it's the timing that I hate. And I, I don't I harp on it every like podcast I stand on. I just Yeah. And you think about like I think about some of the offers I made to move up to four just to get Gibbs instead of JSN. And it was substantially more than what it took here to move from three to one. Substantially more. And people were saying no, like right away. <laughs> I believe it's boredom. <laughs> Like, I, yeah. I think you haven't had fantasy football in so long. You don't know what to do with your Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, <laughs> that you're just so bored. Yeah. You're like, fuck it, I'm going to do some. I think, and it, there's ebbs and flows, like people overvalue picks, undervalue picks, quarterbacks, and then they were like, everyone's trading. If you just get in at the right time, when the, when the league has a change of heart, that's, that's the key. Yeah. My, or you got another trade? Uh, I have a few more, but. What were you going to say? My biggest thing that I will lobby for, um, but I think we just have to do to, to, to keep the league alive, is 16 playoff. Hmm. I agree. At, at first, I was on the other side of it, but the more I think about it, the more I like it. My only thing was, like, I just didn't want it to shorten the regular season. So as long as it's a one-week playoff, one-week playoff, two-week playoff, then... That's it. Yeah. It's better one-week playoff because then you get Cinderella stories, right? Mm-hmm. Like... One week playoff, yeah. you got a chance to go through. Two weeks playoff, like it's like, all right, you're, yeah. it's March Madness. And, you know, it's like, oh, we want the regular season to matter. But at the same rate, if you do a 14 playoff, the regular season stops mattering for most teams very early. Yeah. If you do 16, it matters for a lot of teams until the end. And, and like, I just, we have to make that change. I would petition to make it this year. Right yeah, now. I, I love it. I mean, and you think about in the season two where, I beat Tyler, who is has arguably the best roster in Dynasty our Dynasty League history this year, and Kenny beat Billy. So if you have a six six seed, could certainly beat a first seed. Like there's, it's not even there's definitely not a given in one week. And there's bye weeks at that time, and there's this, that, and the other. So if we go if we go fourteen like we are, you know, everyone says Tyler, Billy are definitely in. We've seen some chinks in the armor, whatever, but. We'll say Tyler, Billy, James, even though I'm ranked ahead of half of them, whatever, are in. And then the last spot is me, Teddy, you. Like, there's a couple teams, but the points we get. If you make it six, basically everyone except for Kenny, David, Keenan, and Kevin is still in it. And it, and then you get, like, more people that want to make trade, like, it just mm-hmm. we have to go to six because it makes it that much more exciting. The regular yep. season matters because you get a buy, right? And then if you want to make it a ten point home field, I don't care. It's just it makes the regular season worthless for most of the teams by doing yeah. fourteen. Yeah, because we have such a, a disparity, and that will even out maybe. But I, I don't know. Yep, no, I agree. I, I like six a lot. Um, so the last trade I had on here, it wasn't like super controversial or anything, but I thought it was a good trade at the time that has turned out to be a little different than I think expected when I traded you DeAndre Swift for Zeke, Allen Robinson, and pick 208 this year. Allen Robinson has literally done nothing since I got him. And I think at the time he was still like not looking great, but it was still a name where it's like, eventually he's got to play like he did in Chicago, right? Like he's going to be good. And then Zeke, who 
we knew it was getting near the end of his lifespan, but at the time I was all in and I, I felt like I was getting depth. And those two guys have turned out to be like worthless for me. But when I traded Zeke, I ended up getting Josh Downs with that pick. And then with the pick that I got from you for Swift, I got Laporta. So it was like the two um, pieces of it I didn't expect to mean anything turned into value. It, but that's what it is, the crapshoot of the draft, because they could have turned into Rashad Bateman or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when when was this one made? This was that's... July of 2022. All right. It's always a pleasure doing business with you. This yeah. was one where you sent it to me, and like I thought about it, and I wanted to like jump on it, but I wanted to play coy, because I thought <laughs> I was ripping you off. And I probably texted James, I don't remember, but... Um, Allen Robinson, that's right when he went to the Rams. So we're like, all right, you get Sean McVay. He's going to be mm-hmm. great. Yeah, yeah. I had traded him for him the year prior, and he was trash, so I hated him. Yep. Zeke, I thought, was getting old. Yep. 2.8 in 2022. And I got Swift. Swift was honestly, to be fair, at the Lions, he was true. He just hurt all the time. He, he was, was like good when he was healthy. but And I was I was winning enough games. That was the year I got third, or the year after I got third or something. And I was like, I need somebody who's going to be healthy. And Zeke gets a million carries and never gets hurt. So, eight twenty twenty two, when Alec Pierce to David's so that pick probably moved around. I got Dubs Dobbs that year that I ended up flipping to you mm-hmm. again. But um, I think that if Swift had stayed with the Lions, um. I don't know because those picks are lucky to me. Yeah. Like hitting on those picks, like awesome job for you. But there was lucky. an equal a fifty fifty yeah. shot that, you, and it's it's nothing against you or anybody in the league. They're just like picks are crap. Yeah, that could have turned out to be nothing. I mean, look at the list of people who've been drafted in the second and third round of the last four or five drafts. Half the people like aren't even rostered. I just hated Zeke and Robinson. Yeah, and I thought Swift had upside. So I thought I raped you on that one. I like I got off that one. I was so giddy and I felt bad <laughs> about it. And I like, didn't want, I waited like 10 minutes to text you back because I didn't want you to get, you know, if somebody texts you and like you're too excited, you're like, oh, all right. Yeah, what am I like, wait, what did I do? What did I do? Yeah. Um, so whenever I trade with James, I start with something so egregious that I know he can't just jump on it. <laughs> you know what the problem is? Let me know if this is the same for you. If I get a trade, especially in my, the, the league I'm not in with James, but in any league, I'll text James like, hey, are you in trade talks with anyone? He says, no. I said, all right, let me run it by you. What do you think? <laughs> because first of all, I know he's not going to sneak in. Like as much as yeah. we call it, like he's not going to sneak in and steal it. Like he would even stop trade talks if you told him that because he'd feel bad. Yeah. But I always get his opinion. Um, so like in trades with James, I don't know who to go to. I'm like, who do I ask about this? I don't trust anyone <laughs> else's opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And he just makes you feel like you're doing something wrong. You're like, why would he do it? If he's doing it, there must be something wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but the thing is, he doesn't do it to rip you off. He actually no. produces fair trades. But the the kicker is, like, he offered Joe Mixon probably forty times in the offseason, mm-hmm. and I kept saying no because I hated Mixon because he shot a kid. But w- when then he starts trying to sell you, that's the tell. He's like, yes. but he's only twenty six. He's the lead yeah, back. He's got fourteen point two carries. He's the number two <laughs> receiver. With when he starts dropping stats on you, you're like, all right. So you're dropping all these stats that make him sound good, but you're trying to get rid of him. All right, mm-hmm. all right, you know. It's hilarious. Um, last oh. thing I think Tajay Spears is going to be awesome. I, I like him. You, I think you got a good pick there because I think as long as uh, Brable's there, they're going to be run first. And I think he's skilled. Um, I, uh, it was a reach at the place I picked him, but all the running backs went off the board right after him. And I didn't have another pick until 
late second, and I didn't think it was going to be around, and I couldn't trade the pick. Nobody would trade for it. So I, I think I asked like four or five people if they were interested right. in moving up. We're at 111. I thought we were going to keep it close. So you watch uh, Fox, obviously, because you're a Lions mm-hmm. fan, so you know how at the end they pick a game rapid fire? Mm. Rapid fire, limited commentary, okay? I'm going week eight if you want to pull it up. Yeah, I'm just going to go down up. my list. Matchups. Um, no, no. You know what? I'll try to give it a, a okay. like bottom in the top order. Um, Tyler Keenan projected one sixty three to one eighteen. Tyler, Tyler Keenan. Tyler. Yeah. No, not no even close. James. Oh, excuse me. James and David projected one hundred two, one forty two. I think just James, is not close. Just is not <laughs> close. Um. All right. So here's a. Somewhat close one. We've got. Uh, oh no! Wait, that was Billy beating Keenan. So now we've got Tyler and Teddy. Oh. This one's one sixty-seven, one forty-one. I just can't ever pick against Tyler. Yeah, I, Teddy could certainly beat him, but I don't think he does. I don't, it, Tyler would have to have a down week. It's not Teddy having an up week. Is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um. All right, then we've got um, a big one here. Me and Griffey. Record-wise, but I'm 160 to 103 projections. Yeah, I think you win this one, but I think it's comes down to like Monday Night Football or something, or maybe like Sunday Night, Monday Night. But yeah, I think you win. It scares me that I've had a 90-point week, but I'm still scoring Cincinnati the exact at same. San Francisco, too, is just tough. I'm scoring the exact same points per game as Billy, and I had a 90-point game and he hadn't, which means I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna save you for last. Oh, okay. oh, dumpster bowl. I love oh, this one. Kevin, Kevin and Andrew, Kevin and Kenny, Kenny combined three wins, but Kenny <laughs> projected 127 to 104. Yeah, he's, um, got, he's got Stroud back. That helps. Uh, I don't go too hard into it. I, I wanted to say Kenny. Kenny. Um, yeah. no, 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 you're wrong. Okay. Kevin's gonna win this one. I'm going Kenny still. He's going to ride He's the starting... winner. Uh, at least we disagreed on one. We went chopping everything else. And now, <laughs> Billy McFarland and Jesus. Yeah. I'm actually going to pull the box score up on this one. We're projected 117, 133. Andrew's projected to butt fuck you. Um, <laughs> so but... I, had a, I had a little bit of early week drama because Brock Purdy entered concussion protocol today. So I got to start howling love which is not promising uh, versus Purdy. But I like my team pretty much everywhere else. I mean, Gibbs is going to have a big game. Barkley, I think, is a question mark against the Jets. But then I don't like any of uh, Andrew's receivers, I don't think. Like, Christian Watson hasn't looked that good. Judy hasn't looked that good. Pitts is, I don't know. I I think I definitely can win this. I think I do win this. Jerome Ford's probably out, and Kareem Hunt will probably go off. He is. Dream, um, Hunt, Dream Hunt's starting. Drum Ford's up. Do do you see um, um, Zach Moss starting to take less of a role and starting to? He's he has two weeks in a row, but I still think he's got more upside than like Tyree Spears at Atlanta. Yeah, but he was going from twenty a game to ten a game, and I think that goes down just because you pay someone that much. You you know. Yeah, I mean, he got 18 um, carries last week. Okay, yeah, still, I like still. it, but they're easing him in. I still think Kareem Hunt goes off. I like, mm-hmm. I like Moss Downs. 
it's playing New Orleans. Who knows? Tank Dell, I love. Marquise mm-hmm. Brown's a volume guy. LaPorel, I love. Dobbs, I just, he's got too much. Reed is so good in that, like, Reed and Watts, they're all, like, in that, like, B tier of receivers that, who knows? Dobbs and JMO are my two boom guys because they're either getting all, like, big plays and red zone targets is what all Dobbs is uh, and JMO's big play only. Dobbs, 16, 4. 16, 14, 1. 10. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I, I like him. I think he's the best receiver on that team. Yeah. Emma Reed. JMO is Deshaun Jackson, Tyler Lockett. He's going to get you 15 or he's going to get you one. Yeah. Um, and I still like him long term. I think he's going to be Browns. a stud. Browns D is elite. I think you got someone there, but like Lamar, Saquon, Gibbs. I just don't like Watson. Judy, Moore, Pitt. And then Andrew's got Shahid, Katarius, Tony. <laughs> I don't know. I think this one. We're showing a 15, 16 point difference in it. I think it's going to come down to a toss up. Yeah. I think it's projecting him high and me a little low. I agree. Who are you taking yourself? Yeah, I think I win this. I think I can keep the, keep the dream alive, six and two, but then I end the season, Teddy, Billy, Billy, Teddy. <laughs> but if, even if you go five and three, Andrew's five and three. Yeah. I like that. I don't think there's a lot of like crazy games. If Teddy no. beats Tyler, like that's the hero. Cause then we get everybody with two losses. Yeah. Um, and even if Griffey beats me, we got a lot of five and three. Okay. Um, one last question for you. Give me a wildly bold prediction uh, for this year. And I'll tell you last year, my prediction mid season was Keenan would win the championship. It was terribly wrong. I forget what it was earlier this year when I was on there. Interesting. All right. Bold prediction for the season. You ready? I'm, yeah. Jordan Addison will finish wide receiver five or higher. I think it's realistic. If he plays like he did on Monday night or even close to it, as long as JJ's out, he's going to rack up points. Their defense sucks and they're throwing a lot and Cousins is good and he's such a good route runner. Uh, yeah. That's my justification. I actually like it. Um, I think it's a, a reasonable bold take, but still a bold take. Um, okay. My prediction will be, ooh, let's see. Who's your fourth playoff team? Oh, okay. We got Billy, Tyler, James, So it's, it's division me, winner, Teddy, and then you. So each division winner and then the two best teams regardless of the Billy division. and Tyler are different divisions, so I think yeah. they win. And then you've got me, James, you, Teddy. I think Griffey's there too. I think it's Billy, Tyler, James. And me. I just cannot understand the disrespect for the second highest scoring team in the league here, guys. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Your team is outscoring mine by how much? Let's see. It's in here. You're scoring the same as Kenny, and Kenny's got two wins, and I'm scoring the same as Billy. Yep. Me and Billy have the same record. You've scored almost 1,200 points this year. I've scored just over 1,000. So almost 200 more points in 67 games, and we have the same amount of wins. All right. 200 divided by seven. It's only 30 points a game. That's, That's a lot. 
especially as low scoring of weeks as some teams have had this year. I had a 90 point week, which blows my mind, but all right. Um, I thought it was a good pod. I liked it. Here's, here's my thought for the next one is that James digs through all of his metrics and stats comes up with like 10 or so trivia questions. Like, Ooh, I like it. who is the top scoring running back? like before 2050 like random shit. i love it yeah and then we do like a jeopardy style kind of trivia i think that switches it up i like that or yeah, even like a, we get four of us on here we do like a would you rather i don't know we'll figure it out but i think we switched it up so okay. um i like it ben why you want to hit it with a suck it buoy before we sign off suck it buoy suck it buoy all right boys later see you man